Well, folks, welcome to week 28 of Talking Derry City Everywhere We Go podcast. And if I'm doing the intro, that tells you our great friend from the Stitch hasn't made it. And I'm back in Michael Wilson's living room. And Michael is absolutely delighted. So, Michael, what is going on with Simon Collins? Is he alive? I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I know the transfer window's open at the minute. Maybe he's trying to secure a move somewhere. Who knows? But... Uh, all I know is my loan spell was for was for two weeks, and I'm, I don't know. Am I open to renegotiate terms here or what? Well, I'm well, not sure, but I'll be uh, talking to him when he returns. Now. You know, you're going to have to definitely speak to him. He, you know, he even has to give you this week's appearance fee because well, he should have been back. For, I'll be looking for that at least. You yeah, know what I mean? But definitely. you know what it's like. You know how easy it is to get money out of Simon Collins. Ah, uh, there's much chance out there. It's me playing in the hole Friday night at the dock. Ah, <laughs> uh, but talking of football, you. Sat and watched the the Derry Bowes game. Uh, you were fortunate enough. Eventually, to, we said. Uh, you, you were fortunate enough to see the first probably half or thirty minutes of Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk in the house, while I was sitting there ringing <laughs> Derry City fans across from the Jody stand, going, "Hi, is there any lights on? Because we could see nothing in the back of the stand." And I, B Kelly, went, "No, there are no lights on." Oh. So I was hilariously joking with uh, Bohemians fan who's a reporter down there and I just look don't take this the wrong way but I hit Dublin and he just started laughing he says in fairness after last week 120 minutes he didn't get home the Tuesday because the European game at Tala and now the thunder and lightning and the lights went out so it was one of them oh no well, that's the one thing I couldn't work out because they were saying it was the thunder and lightning but didn't, but there wasn't thunder and lightning 15 seconds before kickoff was there no. Did, did nobody flick a switch to double check? I thought, I, well, that's just it. Like, I, so saw, I, I don't know, basically, two in their defence, when we were driving in, me and B were driving in the Dublin, there was a massive shot of lightning, you could just see, coming in. So I, I can give them a bye ball. They were definitely thunder and lightning. And the weather was shocking. But you're right, at some stage, that somebody just sort of, go turn the lights on here, maybe. I just have a wee check here. I just have a wee look. <laughs> so, but it did get to a stage where... Haven't sort of looked at you seen Pat Fellin out in the pitch, Cahill Dervin, the FAA. Did you just know what was going on? No, at this no, time? We, we, we started the, a lot of us, you know, most fans were just saying, I'll get a pint or I'll get a, uh-huh. a bag of chips or whatever. But the media all started to go, right, why is Higgins calling Deggy or Deggy's calling Higgins over? Pat Fellin's calling over, Danny Lambert, the, the sort of, he's a chief executive, whatever down at both, he's rolling on the pitch. Uh-huh. You have then Cahill Dervin going over and you're like, Hey boys, what, what's going on? Now the players are still warming up and they're playing one twos and it's all looking lovely, but there's something not right. And then it was Dan McDonald beside me saying, "Here, there's a floodlight issue." Right on cue, I rung B and says, uh, "B, we we can't see at the back of the stand any of the lights. The lights on the stands were on, but the floodlights were on." So I was going to say, and he went, "No, they're not on. You all right?" I said, "Well, look, kind of when I begged you, but this game's in doubt. Shall we say we'll not use the language that his reply was." Uh, and he was slightly more concerned then about oh it means we'll go to Carrick Macross earlier and go to the Chippy so that's the standard of B. Kelly but basically I'm sure you turned that down oh I was I was I was going to be I'm a salad I'm a salad papa for me so basically then it was just a case of right watch this space having spoken to the right after the game he says that you're talking 30 seconds to a minute when the referee was coming over to Deggy and the Higgins and the Fenland, they say this matches off. And Danny Lambert jumped over a wall and started to shout. 
and then the thing, the lights were coming on, but the ref, the other clouds was coming over to say this match is called off. It's going to be. There was initially, to be fairly both, he did an announcement to say, look, quarter past eight, this game might be on, yeah. but it still could be called off. I assume the floodlights. Bo's got a, uh, an electrician who was a Bo's fan that came in and worked away. And it's to say, the referee was coming over. They say, look, this is off. And we're going to replay it on Monday night. Well, the last thing Derry would have wanted is a replay. Like, yeah. you, have to, you have to say that. And the interesting thing I thought, I found about it all was, was you know, listening to Deggy afterwards when he said he deliberately didn't tell the players anything that was going on. And he says, you know, he kept uh, them both in the dark. got Higgins is that too. Although at some point I'm sure he had them because obviously the game's put back. But that's an interesting one as to at what point do you tell them? Because obviously these teams have their, you know, their build-up's very measured. It's very, you what know. What time you eat. You know, what time you eat. You know, what time you, you lift the intensity of the warm-up, things like that. So I, I was, I find it interesting that he thought he, his first instinct was don't tell the players anything, which probably good management like you know you want you don't want them to be disturbed you don't want them to be unsettled but then you have to you know get together with you know Paddy McLaughlin and all and think right hey we have to sort of rework this slightly because we're we have a 45 minute space to fill it's, it's how you fill that 45 minutes is the is the big one but you have to say like at the end of the day when it did finally go ahead thank god it did because I can only imagine the dairy fans having to travel down the road I, you know but, I was I was sort of speculating this time going Will it be Sunday afternoon? Will it be Saturday afternoon? But that, that's what the word was. It was, it was uh, Monday, Monday night. They were Monday would have been terrible for the fans. Uh, exactly, that's what I'm saying. So, but no, look, frankly, it went ahead. And when it went ahead, it was well worth the wait. Well, let's that's be honest, what, that was my next result. Uh, yeah. it was an, I thought it was one of, the, one of the best games I've seen in a long while in the League yeah. of Ireland. It was really in the end. Both sides go over. Credit to both sets of players. Credit to both managers. They went for it. They, they were not let to try and get a point. Because a point probably it keeps both teams in it, Aye. but it helped Shamrock Rovers and Pats who got victories. But look, it's that time of the year where I was going to say you, you, you were saying credit to everybody, a great game, but would you you would you taken one nil with a with a ball uh, off, into the net off somebody? Rob Harvey, <laughs> Rob Harvey, and under every yeah, I don't hand at all. But no, it really was a, it was a, it was a good game. Uh, Bows to be fair, started like a house on fire. Yeah. Uh, crosses on the backs. Afalabi just getting on there but not you know, getting it on target and things like that but I think that's what the, a few of the boys were saying that's what Deggy has said about Afalabi he doesn't get the tap ons that six yard box where he wants that wee instinct so there's more to come from and stuff like that he's, a, he's definitely a presence that's what I would say what I would I, I thought Derry handled him well now I know you're you're a big fan of his you like him like I know he's decently held it up and played them and he's, plus he's got two wide men of, of Danny Grant and Dan Connolly yeah. they feed them and then get on the box well, I I, 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 like, I liked what I seen of him. Although that was my first time seeing him, basically, and you obviously read a lot, and you'd seen the highlights. I don't count seeing highlights as because these YouTube could make me or you look like footballers, KF. Yeah. But uh, first time watching him, ninety minutes, and I was impressed. Although what I would say is again, Derry's defense, I thought, done very well with him after that initial 20, 20 minutes opening spell. And what, the two boys that probably impressed me in that one were. Grant and Kirk, Danny Grant and Kirk down that left hand side. I thought they were excellent. Kirk's ball for the for the opener was a was a thing of beauty. Like, but Afalabi is a lot of his good work was more in the build up rather than getting into the area. And I th- I think a lot of that came down to Derry's defence again. Which when you consider they lost Connolly, yeah, you know, I mean, I got I got to give him credit. We said it earlier the two the two clean sheets and those two cutbacks. It's 
they were. I thought they'd done right. Like, it's, you're saying that they conceded two goals, but I still thought they'd done very well against Offalab and stuff. The second goal was. I mean, Diallo will hold his hands up. You know, I love him as a player and all, but it, it was. It, it was just. Rash. It, it was rash, but it was one. Of, I don't even know if the man uh, if the pass was meant, but it was just. It was just short enough to tempt you, and you know you, you'd see him there going, "Is he gonna? Is he gonna?" And and he he took the bait like, but. Uh, it was a great game here, right? It was a great game that the. the 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 end of it told you how much the two of the teams wanted the three points. No, nobody was settling for it. No, that's happening. You're right about the the, the goals. Derry will be fuming because mm. the first goal, while Paddy Kirk's a great ball, there's none of the midfielders making a run. With James Clark, who runs from midfield, there's a part in the Red Sea between Conley and McDonald. He just runs straight through the middle. Lovely finish and all. But from Rory Higgins, he'd not be happy with the, the first goal. And you're right, the second one, look, Diallo holds his hands up. He knows himself. Yeah. Uh, the man that happened he knew he just thumped the ground going ah and it was crazy because the boy beside me was thinking no oh, I don't think it was a penalty I thought it was oh, it, because he got the because he got the cross away it would be alright and he says Mux yeah. <laughs> now, he may have got the cross away but he's also looking for his kneecap oh. it was an hour late tackle like type of thing but, <laughs> but no overall the way Derry came back on late and, and the two were, you're talking about obviously Conley and, 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 and Grant but the other two wingers on the Derry side, Mickey Duffy and yeah. McMullen. McMullen in particular was really... Derry have the two best just, wingers in the league. Aye. Uh, his directness is very good. And he creates chances getting balls across the six-yard box. Mickey Duffy, he set Mickey up. Mickey had it well. Uh, people are trying to say maybe Tablet did take a wee bit of a slight deflection past Talbot for uh, for the goal. But Danny Mullen's header. Oh, you know, Danny. people are sort of saying... I was a looping header, and to be honest, it's he, I, I wrote it was a looping header until half time. Mm. Whenever then we see it in the oh, you knew what he was doing. Oh, he rose like a salmon. It was he a fantastic header, like. and credit to the Kier goal. He could have took a touch, from it, but he just whooped a strip back on the danger, and nobody really reacted. Bar the striker. When I watching it, when when I seen him hooking it back in, uh, Kieran Call that is, I seen him hooking it back in, and I can't remember the defender that uh, Danny Mullen was up against, but I was looking at it dropping and thinking. No chance. Uh, you know, big centre half's just gonna nod this away. He he didn't get he didn't get moving because Mullen was up so quickly, and that was a deliberate header. I don't care. Oh, right. You know, he, that wasn't just a I'm bouncing it anywhere. I think he seen where Talbot was. He knew the only way he could score with a header was to get it over him because if he, if he heads it anywhere else, Talbot saves it. Like yeah. Oh, I thought it was a brilliant goal. Well, I, th- I thought I was impressed with him now because he, uh, he led the line well. He also yeah. was unlucky. Patching played a man. They had the shot on left foot just went past the post. Uh, and second half, McMullen got a half a yard, walked across, he had a great header, tapped over with Albert. No, so yeah. look at the t- 10 games. Well, obviously, talking for an it was 10 games to go as he. Just had to win them all as he gets. Exactly. I know, that's how well. You know, he kept one nine out of his work. But basically, if he, if, he, if he clicks, you know. Everybody's saying, can you get a striker to click? Well, what a time to click if, if they could. In fairness to them, and it's something, it's something that us ourselves as fans and media, we, we tend to skirt over the fact is him and McMullen came in here off a full season without a pre-season. I know everybody thinks, oh, she's just football. It's not that. And it's it a is a big game. thing. Yeah. And you do you do need time to get settled and get up to speed. Uh, and he's, any game he's been on, already, I mean, he would have scored... 
He would have scored against St. Pats in a couple, and I think one of the shots hit his own man, heading into the net, things like that. And he's been working his backside off, like. Uh, and the, the the other side, the other thing that we probably don't take into consideration that we should is the is the outside of football, the family thing. I mean, Rory alluded Imagine to that the, when he was yeah. talking, and he says, you know, here's a guy he's come over, he's a young family at home, you know, the wife and the. You know, he needs time to settle in, and there are definite signs. I thought against St. Pat's, and especially there against Bulls, which I thought was his best game in a Derry shirt. There's definite signs that he's fighting his feet in this League of Ireland, which it can take. You know, albeit I think Derry got very lucky with McMullen. He's like a duck to water. He, you know, he flew, and but there's definite signs that Danny Mullen could, you know, could be fighting his feet at exactly the right time for Derry. Well, that's at you then. You know, actually, Jimmy McGonagall to come back and Keane Kavanagh, they were you know on the bench, the at the top end of the pitch if they start scoring goals. Eh? But at the back end of the pitch now, you're starting to see Mark Connolly picking up a few injuries. Credit where credit's due. I thought Big Shane come in, calmed it down, composure, reads the game very well, uh, and you McJanet alongside him. And while Afalabi had chances. He didn't test Brian Barber and the chances that he had. It was near post. He put it wide because that's because she ain't got a cross and stuff like that. So I think it's, you said it earlier. You, I think you mentioned. He says if you look at the two goal, goalkeepers, who was the busiest? You know, ah, exactly. Talbot was definitely topping things over. The save he made from Ben Doherty was yeah. unbelievable. unbelievable, and people didn't sort of think about it. He does get a touch on the bar and it was an unbelievable save. But the other pleasing thing from at the defensively, while yes, disappointed by Mark Conley who did leave the game. On Friday night we had boot on and crutches, uh, so we don't know how serious we're recording this on Tuesday, so the pressure's on a further, so we don't know how serious that injury is. Uh, but you've young Sam Todd now, who's starting to get games, he's played, I was over there on Sunday, the under-19s played uh, against Athlone, and he played 60 minutes, he played 70 minutes a week before. I think the rule of the under-19s is you're allowed to play free over first-teamers right, yeah, or yeah. over-age first-teamers. So, as I say, he's getting more minutes. He's training the first time he's been on the bench. He's a nice sort of acquisition to bring in if you need it. But as I say, to be fair, you can put Kieran Cole in there. You can obviously yeah. put Janet and Shane's on there. The backing is now down the right hand side. The problem with the middle, Kieran Cole's having yeah. to fall in there because he's throwing a boy out. Kieran's obviously very much left footed. Yeah. So, when he's out there, right back is giving out to him. He's cutting back on his left foot. So, that's, that's a job he can do. Now, oh, let's no, be honest. But I, just, I think he would hold his hands up himself and sort of say, Look, yeah. that's not where you want him playing. Just dirty like a wide game. Aye. And the obvious instinct of a left footer is to turn inside. Well, exactly. So, so it's a case of, you know, you need to get Ronan Bosch. We don't know how, how serious or how much a knock or uh, injury wise he is if he's available for this Friday. Kevin Dummigan's another boy that obviously could, could slot back. Yeah, exactly. So he's another boy you sort of have to see what. How far he's away, or, or or not far away, or whatever. Again, we won't know until Thursday's presser. But no, look, look, there was definitely a lot of positives, uh, and the dairy manager Ray Higgins uh, alludes to that, so he does, and he will listen to him here now. So we will and uh, see what he thought of Friday night's game. Um, I think it was a, an absolutely brilliant game of football. Um, two teams that just went after it, and and. We started the game really poorly and deservedly went behind, uh, but I thought we showed real personality and character after that. They, they claw our way back into it and went down leading at half time and, and, and a lapse of concentration has, has, has done us for the equaliser. Talbot's made a world class save from, from Ben Doherty. We should have had a penalty at the death, um, a stonewall penalty at the death, and, and, and uh, wasn't given. Um, 
but I'm really proud of the players and uh, there's a lot of players playing at a, at a high level at the minute and we might look back at this at the end of the season hopefully as a decent point uh, they've, they're going to the well every single week they're giving absolutely everything um, we're playing some good stuff there's a wee bit of naivety in our play at times tonight but um, we, we, we played at a, a really high tempo and I thought last 20-25 minutes we looked like the team that were going to go on and win it uh, we just couldn't uh, kick the door through but as I said really proud of how the players responded to going a goal behind I said it in Tolka uh, two months ago that it might turn out to be a good point and, and I, I share the same view but um, we do know we need to win a lot of matches between now and the end of the season but um, this is one of the most difficult fixtures that we have remaining out of the way and, and, and uh, full focus on the Dundalk next week but uh, no, I'm delighted the game went ahead, it's, especially for our supporters, to be honest. Um, they travel in good numbers here tonight, brilliant voice, and uh, would have been really gutted for them. Um, and obviously, we had prepared all week for this game, and, and uh, aye, listen, it's, it's gone ahead, so um, it's one of the tough ones ticked off the, off the list. Patching, obviously, too, sort of playing, linking up really well with Michael through the team. Aye, Patching's playing really well, he's playing uh, some of his best football, I feel, um, in the last few years, in the last couple of months, and physically he looks in, a, in great condition, um, he's eating up the ground, and um, I think physically as a team we're in a, we're in a really good place. That's about to say, the two Scotsmen are now really coming to the forward. Aye, and... and I think, uh, bar the couple of injuries, obviously Boyce, uh, Dummigan and Connolly tonight, uh, but everyone else is physically in, in, in really good condition and it bodes well for the remaining nine games. Well, there was the dairy manager there now, Ray Higgins, and uh, look, he, he fought like everybody that was at the game that it was uh, a great advert for League of Ireland football and they they were just brilliant to watch, you know, both teams go over it. And uh, it, it, it was one of those games that you couldn't be overly disappointed with the, the result given you know, what you had watched. It, it, it was excellent. You're just raging that Rovers sneaked their win. You know, Pats even sneaked out. You slagged on or UCD. I slagged that time slagged UCD. I'll tell you, I haven't seen the highlights of UCD and some Pats. And I know we don't in public highlights, but... You should have had the post. They had chances here there and everywhere, and they had a great chance later on. So I tried to warn you last week. I think the UCD boys were after you. Nah, I think that's what loves I'm sort of panicking now. They're playing the, the sixth for the next month, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll start praising them and, and give them a wee bit of credit. Are, are you worried week. at all about when we see Conley being injured, we see Donegan, we see boys, that the schedule starts to catch up with area a wee bit? Because it's there's nothing you can do. Your successful team's going to have these matches every other week, but. That and the, the travelling and all is probably a contributing factor to the likes of Conley and all because they poured so much into the those games and, and it's hard to just keep going every two and three days. Now, hopefully when it gets back to one a week, you know, it might help things up. But I'm slightly concerned with a, with a couple of injuries just coming out of it, although the fact that they do have a decent squad, decent depth, like Sam Todd, as you said, could find himself coming a very important part uh, of the run Sam, Sam might suddenly realise I thought I was just going to play 1-2 until the end of the season <laughs> now I'm playing centre-half against Sligo or, yeah, or, yeah. or his old club UCD it's, it's, something, it's something the managers say everybody's going to be needed which everybody just pays lip service to uh, but, but it's looking that way you know what I mean there's going to be a role to play for everybody here like. no and that's it like, and, and 
midfield twos and another one where he's an abundance of, of, of options and, and, and talent and you have Diallo obviously when he started with Fats is coming on doing his cameo role you have Patching uh, you have Brandon Kiamini you have Jordan Maganuff Adam O'Reilly you know Domingan Consolidating they both so look the squad's definitely there it's just now like everybody if you can find an out and out goal scorer which you're hoping maybe uh-huh. maybe Daniel Moore I love, I love these chats that you have with people where they go all we need to do is find Tom. Uh, it's after sitting in Tesco's and going to the shop. Okay, we go. Uh, we'll just click on there. There's Alan sitting at the top. Can you give me a 25 goal, uh, goal striker, a uh, clean sheet merchant, and a, and a great shot stopper, please? Uh, and we'll take Dorney's months with so <laughs> you in the, in the one goal. Like, so, uh, Everybody just, wants them. Well, exactly. You know what I mean? You know, But these people think that they're there and, 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 and they're just growing in trees and, and they're not mm. out there. And I, I've jokingly assisted you before, but this whole. The way sort of football has evolved now, of, uh, you don't really have out and out number nines. No. They're sort of a thing of the past. You know, you have your well, it's a front three. It's a front exactly, three. it's a front three now. Yeah. So, from but I, I do think maybe in about ten or fifteen years' time, you will suddenly get the next generation wanting to be all Hallands or Harry Keynes. Before it's been, I want to be a Neymar. I want to be an Mbappe. Cut none. Yeah. It's just, it's just the way it's exactly. Football, it is football this football fad. You yeah, know, it evolves, and what what you find is as soon as some. The next new Pep Guardiola makes makes a tactical change which proves successful. Everybody copies it. I mean, you have to be a midfielder. Well, if you think about it, everybody everybody wanted to be the number ten technically, oh, right. but they're not really a number ten anymore. You have you know you've your you've your striker and your two wide men. Obviously, for Derry, you've Duffy and McMullen flanking either Danny Mullen, Jamie McGonagall, yeah, Kane Kavanagh, and that's that's the way it works. So, uh, I, but. The, the injuries that we mentioned, the midfield, I think you're sort of uh, forward. You're just you're hoping one of the boys clicks and goes in a run. Yeah. I just would be concerned if they picked up one or two more def- defensively, defensively because I, I don't know if the if they have as many, you know, options at the back as they have sort of definitely in midfield. Although the likes of Dummigan and Call, I think, are crucial because you can play them in so many positions. Them yeah. boys in a squad are you know they're going saying like, what's happened. Talking of striker, we. Uh, I spoke to Danny Mullen after the game on, on Friday night and obviously he was delighted to open his account and uh, we'll just hear what he has to say there now. Off the mark, and you know yourself as a striker, did you want? Yeah, I've been, I've been wanting to, to play well and, and get a goal, my first goal here, so I'm glad I've got that now, but it's just just a bit looking forward and, and adding to that now. You were close to adding it here with a header? Yeah, I had a few chances. Um, on another day, it could have been what, uh, one or two more, so I'll keep chipping away, working hard in training, and then um, we'll, we'll be looking forward to next week. And as games go, like it was like a basketball game at times there? Yeah, it was. Um, the, the, they played a good game today as well, so um, it's a tough place to come. Um, it's, a, it's another point on the board, and, and we'll look to add to that um, in the final run. From your point of view now, 90 goal, and you know, it's, it's, it's just hopefully now it's, it's a run of goals now you were looking for? Yeah, I think that's... It's always when you go to a new club, you want your first one, and, and that will give you the confidence to go and hopefully to build on it. As I said, so um, really looking forward to uh, next week and helping the team as much as I can. It's going to be difficult down at Dundalk. They were unlucky this evening against Shamrock Rovers. So you know yourself, when the games are just coming fucking fast. They're always going to be tough. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a tough league. So um, as I say, it's a, a point on the board today, and 
we'll look to build on it and, and that's what you need to do at this, this, this point in the season. You need to just build on every performance and take the negatives and positives and, and work on the negatives and, and, and build on the positives and, and, as I say, hopefully snowball and, and get a real, a real good run um, going to the world's end of the season. Yeah, it's, it's obviously he's it one of the attractions why, why I came here because it's a big club and they play in the big games and obviously we, we, we had a good cup running we were, we were unlucky to, to, to be put out it so um, all focus is on the league now and uh, as I said earlier it's it's a good point um, in the end and, and we'll look forward to the league now. Yeah, I think just as a striker you want to hit the back of the net no matter if it's penalties in extra time or... Or whatever. Um, it's just just hitting that back in the net, getting that feeling back, and obviously I'm I'm hungry to get more. So hope I can kick on for here. It, it's something to start on, um, starting for the start and, and getting more minutes. So um, I'd like to build on that next week and and try and, and obviously improve the team. And we've got we've got quality as you see coming on to the bench. So it's it's a good squad, and we're, we're going to need everybody now at the end of the season. Well, there was Danny Mullen buzzing that they'd opened the account and just basically getting ready to rock and roll down, hoping, like everybody, it's him started now, basically. It is, you want, if any striker comes to a new club, the first goal's huge. They have, you know, you have to get get that monkey off the back, so to speak, get them, you know, get moving. Uh, when you go to a different league, it's not only a different team here now, he's got a different league, you know, different country, so he's had a lot of upheaval. And they're definitely, as I said earlier, there's definitely signs that he's, he's finding his feet. Uh, Jamie McGonagall, like he hasn't gone away anywhere. You know what I mean? He's he's still there. And if Jamie gets a run of goals, he's the sort of player can start hitting four or five, you know, six games in a row. Like that's you know, there's there's no doubt about that. He's he's shown that in the past. Uh, but we you do think if Derry's gonna make a sustained challenge over these last nine games, we do need one of the front three to go on a run of goals. You need them to start hitting the back of the net. The good thing of that of in the Drogheda match, and they are spreading the goals about a wee bit, which is great. But it's it's fantastic when you have somebody that you you're thinking he's likely to nick me a goal. Like you could say Duffy. I mean, Mickey Duffy's scoring at the rate of a striker anyway. But yeah. I think I think even for the the team's confidence, if they had a if if they had one of them on a bit of a run, it would be it would make a hell of a difference. Like I know that about it, and you know it's just you just look at the. The way that all three of them, if they can get on this run, Keane Cameron too has been in and out, and it's just if one of them just, as you say, clicks, it can be make so much difference because nobody in the, in the, in the top six, possibly bar Awful Abbey, is the only team yeah. that's gotten out and out striker scoring goals. Rovers, you watch the first half and I've seen the highlights, the dog missed chance after chance. Now, to be fair, Rovers are the better team than the, from what I've seen in the second half, they were more controlled. But they're just doing it off. They're, do, they're just doing That's what the worries champions me. do. That's what worries you know me what because I mean? you're right. The, they do the champions thing and they're getting their results. They lull you into thinking that they're, they're going to drop points. But like that first half, me and you talked about it. Rovers were still the better team in the first half, don't get me wrong. Yeah. They were the better team, but Dundalk missed a couple of big, big chances. That's, that's happening. You look at, you know, this week, fixture-wise, you have obviously Derry travel and they Dundalk. You have the top six playing each other. Shelburne hosting some pats. Anybody at Shelburne getting anything off Shelburne, very difficult to talk of. And then you've the big derby, Rovers against Bowes, which is live in Virgin Media. 
even they are in the table Cork and Sligo it's humongous if Cork have any hopes at all of trying to catch Sligo to get avoid the, the relegation and they have to win this game and then you have UCD against uh, Drogheda at Drogheda I don't want you to comment on UCD no anymore, I won't I won't because like we're playing next week uh, no Drogheda to be fair got a big result massive result beating Cork but again haven't seen the, the highlights on YouTube Cork got some chances there too so they're going to they know themselves for them they try and avoid this relegation spot uh, playoff spot I should say sorry then they have to beat they have to beat Sligo so it's probably the first time in a long while that eight or nine games to go depending on what team you're chatting about there's so much to play everything. for everybody has got so, like there's, every, every game, game has something week, on it has uh, something on every it. game has something on it bar possibly Drahada and UCD but UCD will say no look we want to try and finish it and if you're Drahada look we need to keep the bottom momentum they continue to go for the FAA Cup when they fist on uh, no it's not the dog they fist bows so it just tells you you want to keep momentum so every game has something on it and it's great for the league that that's a case and it's 10 years more competitive it's, it's brilliant you're right it's, it's shown how there's been a levelling of the playing field slightly this season and the, the league title race tells you that because I mean I think Decky said it even you know there's been there's always been a head to head sort of going now, you, now you've got you've got four right in the mix another two who could come if they get it, if they put a run together because people do forget about Chelsea being a wee bit you know people are talking about Dundalk as being just on the on the periphery of it but you know if Shells managed to put together four well, or Shells five are, wins Shells are four behind yeah, right? they're ahead of Dundalk any one of the teams puts together a run you could basically say you'll win the league now the problem is who's more likely to put together that run and and you have to say Rovers just keep doing enough which is annoying because they could easily have been one maybe two down even at the half time last week but the, the flip side of that is they're not playing like the Rovers of a couple of years ago where they were brushing teams aside and where they looked head and shoulders above teams teams are getting chances against them uh, that match this week I would actually think that match might suit them this week because of the type of football Bulls play. Bulls won't come and defend, park the bus. They'll go and have a go at Rovers and Rovers, I think, will enjoy I think both, that. I think both teams will get... That'll be, it could be like a Derry. Yeah. Derry, uh, Derry Bulls game, both teams will have chances. Yeah, I think both... both. Now, you would hope then maybe a, bit, a big man off a lobby yeah. takes a couple or, or whatever there. But then, do you want somebody to win that or do you want to draw? What Because Bulls are right in the mix too. Oh, they are right in the mix. Uh, and... You've, you've done that really well you know what you've done this podcast now for weeks perfectly brought a Sunday I spoke to Deck and Levine <laughs> after the game on Friday night well that's what Simon Collins doesn't give you no he doesn't give you any opportunities at all because he knows I'd be finished him but he doesn't give you any opportunities but no uh, we'll just hear from, from Declan where he talks about the, the run-in and the, the game on, on Friday night Dickie just says it's some game, end to end, and both teams could have won it. I think it's two really good teams. I think it's teams that set up the right way. Um, I think the attacking options that both teams have is is, is credit to the two clubs. Um, and at the end of the day, we felt we could have been out of sight in the first 20 minutes. And then Derry, with the players that they have, caused us huge problems and, and found themselves 2-1 up. But you guys have fantastic spirit and commitment. And, and have came from behind so many times this year and uh, they find ourselves back at two each I felt both teams went for it and that, that was 
that has been the case right throughout our season anyway we try and win the game but um, JT we, we need our goalkeeper I also thank Brian Mars how they do well for Derry so all in all a lot of good players on the pitch it would have been easy for this fixture to kind of fall into a, a, a nothing game and a boring game after the delay and uh, and how late the game started but it was far from that and both teams credit the Higgs and, and his staff and credit to my players as well they, they had a right good goal. There's a case where you know it's all probably runs into your team because you're all still well but it does there, you know it I mean? does I think if you had a loss tonight you were really in a dark place but it does it does look there's still a lot of points to yeah. play for everybody has to play each other again Glad to see you back at Derry, to be honest, because of the games that we've played against them, there's been nothing talk, there's been very little on it. We beat Derry at the Brandywell and Drew, they beat us here and Drew, so if that's a barometer for us, then it's big steps from us, but at the same time, we want to continue to get better, um, and we, we feel that we still have a few gears to go in terms of between now and the end of the season, but full credit to Derry fans, supporters and their staff and players, it was a fantastic game, our fans were brilliant. It's a really good advertisement for League of Ireland football. Both sides are well enough for this league title, like you know what I mean? Listen, there's got to be twists and turns. One thing you have to look at this year is how tight it is. You know, some parts have went to UCD tonight and they needed their goalkeeper to make a fantastic save in the last minute to get to get a three points. There's no gimmies. There's absolutely no gimmies. And whatever team now can put six or seven ones together, I'll certainly be on the mix coming in the season. And obviously, just have to keep on coming. Rovers for yourself next week. But that's what you want. That's the games you want. Um, and, and we go there with confidence. We're on a good run. We're playing well. Good players. But they're the benchmark. They're, they're the benchmark. They're going for four in a row. And look, I just think that we'll dust ourselves down now. And we'll, we'll, we'll go there and have a good go ourselves. But we know it's going to be really, really difficult. And obviously, top six are playing each other again next week. You know, you're there at the dock. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like this, this could go to the last three or four weeks of the season. It could go to the last week. It could go to the last two weeks. It's just nobody can predict um, because the length of time I've been in this league, I've never seen a tighter league. You know, you've had Derry and Shells over the years. You've had Derry and Cork. You've had Cork and Dundalk. You've had Rovers and Cork. You've had Rovers and Dundalk. Now you've you've four or five teams that's that's fighting for their lives, and and that's that's full credit to the league. Well, there was Deggy Devine and uh, you know yourself, Michael, he was he knew when he was chatting to myself it was gonna be I don't really give a monkeys that much about Bose, but he did he talked about Derry and he it was fully the line where he says, I'm glad to see the back of Derry because yeah, it's just yeah. been ding dong battles and he, he still often, has he still has a lot of oh, love for the club like exactly, it's no doubt about it. like it's his club. Look if 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 Bose aren't when he won the league, the same boy will be up in Derry that weekend if Derry uh, won it, you know, he he enjoyed it. But no, it is a case where you're right, the like Bulls are right in the mix and because of a striker, okay, he's got penalties, whatever else, but he's the unformed striker in the league. Yeah. He's, he's, I think he might be one or two off top spot for the leading goal scorer. I think the leading goal scorer is Chris Forrester, he's a midfielder at St. Pat's. Obviously, the, then it's Mata, who's left, yeah. left Sligo, you know, so awful Abbey has a chance of being top scorer and if he fails, he can put Bulls anywhere. Well, we say, we've said it a load of times now, like, you're looking at that result or that fixture, and your automatic thought is hope Rovers get beat, you know. But that's not necessarily a good thing because no, you obviously want them pegged back. But if then Bose start to build up a head of steam and run, any one of these teams, and I include Derry right in the middle of it, but if any one of those teams can manage to put together five, six, seven victories, 
they're probably going to win the league. That's just the way it is. You know, if, if you can put a run together like that at this stage of the season, uh, you're, you've put yourself in the box seat. And going to somewhere like Rovers and winning would be a huge, huge boost for Decky Devine and his team. Like So like they're right in the middle of it. But apart from Rovers, you could also you could also see Derry going on a run. You could see, but it's so open. I I have to be honest. It's the best. It's the best title race I can remember in you know ten fifteen years. There's because you can make a case. Or of course, there's favourites, but you can make a case for any one of of four to five teams. Like so. Well, this is up. Like I'm just looking at Derry sort of form while it's been. A lot of unlucky results and stuff they got, and they had a great run in Europe and all these type of things. The league is obviously what everybody wants, but it's you know away from home they haven't yeah. done that much. Too many draws is, is... Uh, the draws has killed them. And then yeah. uh, Brian Dunleavy sent me a stat on Friday night uh, when I sent them through the team sheet, and they'd be brutally honest. I'm blaming Brian Dunleavy <laughs> for Salah Diallo's tackle because he sent me the message to say if Derry had won, or if if Derry won tonight. It'll be their 500th in the League of Ireland. And it'll be their first one. And it'll be their first one away from home. Gary Ferry, Summer's head's exploded somewhere on his YouTube. I know, that's what I'm saying. So when he sent that message, I was like, Brian, that's marvellous, but seriously, you've called that a wee bit too early. Like, (laughs) 500th, and it'll be our first away victory in three months, he wrote. And this is the 20th of 10, and I think it's 42 minutes past nine. Diallo emptied him and I went to Brian I'm blaming you jinx uh, but no it's it's just because it's the, the, another two games away from home next yeah. week you have obviously you have Dundalk on Friday and UCD so you need to just get a wee bit of momentum going if you can if you could win at Dundalk it gives you so much yeah. you know, confidence and boost to get going at Dundalk it's going to be difficult everybody knows that but just seeing yes, eight chances with no denying it. But so did Rovers. Yeah. You know, so, and while Derry and uh, against both we discussed, they started well in the first 20 minutes. Brian Barr didn't have that much to no. save. Like, so, Derry the defensively, chances, uh, defensively, Derry are pretty solid. Like, so, yeah. hopefully it's not a jinx there. But it is a case of going to Royal Parks, always a difficult place. The patch everybody talks about. Stevie had a wee, a wee dig at, at Stephen Bradley and he's at the view after it and Shamrock Rovers when they just they could see we could play tonight and all and the wrong with the pitch and all the last couple of times when we when we beat them they, they were complaining about the patch so uh, I can see why he, I'm sure he that was just upset. an ordinary comment uh, exactly just a wee <laughs> off the cuff like uh, but to be fair to Stevie he knows himself or yeah, Park's patch is shocker like so and it doesn't help them dog if the dog proved on, on Friday night oh. against Rovers but no I I am I'm thinking it's going to be an hour close affair down there. They've been all season. Is, like. yeah. Well, that's we were talking about the, you know, the boost Bows could get from beating Rovers, Rovers from beating Bows. It's the same thing for Dundalk and Derry. If you can, if you can pick up a victory at this stage against a direct rival who's go, who's alongside you going for the title, that's the sort of thing just can kickstart you for the running. And I mean, we have yet to see what beating Dundalk last week will do for Rovers because I mean there's always a chance that that'll you know kick them on a gear but I think you're right I think it, it'll be tight again Dundalk have a, will have a wee point to prove I don't think that result last week at Tala helps Derry going to Oriel no. Park I don't think that you know I, I would actually have been slightly more comfortable if, if they'd have gone down there and got a draw or a victory and were sort of buoyant because you know uh, 
I think now he'll have them up for, for the dairy visit. There's there's always a wee bit of spice between dairy and the dark in recent years. There always is. Like so again it, it's the same as the other matches we're talking about. Dairy I don't think Derry should be going to any League of Ireland ground fearful. They should be going to every ground expecting three points. And I think Rory Higgins has got that mentality in the team. You can you could see it last week. First twenty minutes I would possibly put down to the to the old feel sorry slightly after two cutbacks. It would you know but they got that out of their system after 15 or 20 minutes and they played some good stuff. Patching, uh, which we probably didn't talk about enough, he was excellent. Like Superb. He was excellent. You know, he was pulling the strings, he was making things happen. And when he gets his head up and sees in front of him Duffy, McMullen, you know, those runs in off the wing that well, they Well, but some set up for the first goal. But some played on Mickey. Mickey caught it back to yeah. Mullen. We put out a flipping back to Mickey and he scored. But it was Patching's initial pass and that said... Says the array, the two of them are really linking up, Mickey and, and Patchy in particular. A fullback, fullback hates. You've got two wingers of Derry now who love to make that out the in run. So you're coming in off the wing. I see as a fullback, that's a nightmare for you because you're stuck between do I follow that run, do I hold my position, and McMullen and Duffy do it better than anybody in the league. And all of a sudden, behind that now, you've got a, you've got Patching, you know, sort of pulling the strings, threading the balls through. So you you would. I would definitely expect Derry to, you know, to be able to hurt Dundalk. Aye. And if the defence can play the way they have been, and you're right, you mentioned Shane Michaelini earlier when he came on there for Mark Conley. Mark Conley's been a rock. You know, I, I would have called him one of Derry's best players for the last 18 months, two years. But Shane just, Shane just strolls on to the, you know, one of the biggest matches of the season. Like he's having a kick about in the park. He, He's fantastic. He just... You know, he just rolls in there, settles everything down, calm, composed, and I, I thought he was excellent. So if the defence plays like that and and, and Patching continues the sort of form he has shown throughout the, the European match, the, the cup, because he's sort of he's coming into form at the right gear. Oh, he, he's big time. I think Derry will score goals, and, and I'm, I'm confident. Although I don't, it's not going to be easy. It's going to it will be tight. Like. No, just even look at the last three matches there at Dundalk. No, no, at the Brandable earlier in the season. Two each at Dundalk. In the maddest game, there were one all up in cruise control. And then Dundalk scored two in a minute, straight to the kickoff. And then you had Key and Kevin away an equaliser. And then, to be fair, in May, Derry gave them a lesson. Derry yeah. beat them 3 0, and they were very good that night. Well, the, day, the first game of the season, I think, was the time we were all quite surprised that they came up and parked the bus. Ah, and then, you know, and so I just tell you. Dundalk know, Stevie knows what it's what it's about, and because we were saying it's it's so tight, Dundalk, Dundalk are four behind Derry. Derry have a game in hand. Uh, obviously, Derry game in hand against UGD. You then have Shelburne. Same, they're four behind. Bows are a point behind Derry. So there's so much they go permutations. The top three is going to be guaranteed Europe, but if you're Dundalk, Shelburne, and Bows, you're four, fifth, and sixth. They're all saying, if we can catch Derry, or we can, you know, we're we're right back on it. So, look, it's it's so momentum. It's uh, all about it's momentum. All about momentum. This stage of season. Any um, one of these teams get it. And maybe you're maybe coming from sixth. You might be a wee bit too far down to maybe pip the the uh, league challenge or the league title. But you could definitely say anyone in the top four gets gets five or six wins on the bounce, and then you're really in the squeaky bum time. It's just how you finish. Exactly. And Dundalk will be thinking that. Like I mean, well, they showed last week that you know they're right amongst the best teams, and as we always knew they were. Like you know, the, uh, and they were doing that 
Pat Hogan still hasn't come back and you're talking about proven goal scorers like now it'll be just Derry's luck that he reappears well I think I'm off the bench he was probably putting cotton wool Steve was just saying I'll just keep you ready for Derry match especially if Mark Connolly's out injured then too you know it's all these type of permutations but look it's going to be a close one and uh, I suppose well, this apparently is your last appearance, but we said that last week. You said that last week. You know, week, uh, Americano, blue jeans and chinos could be still <laughs> in America, so we don't know what's going to happen. I think he's found Muscle Beach somewhere uh, or something. So he's like, exactly, so uh, we will let you have a late final prediction, because as I say, I'll not be shocked if we're back here again next week, to be honest with you, but anyway, so it. no I, pressure. Oh, I don't think I've got one right in the two weeks, so it's definitely no pressure. I don't. There's no expectation either. No. But uh, like I said... I, what can you say? It's going to be, it's going to be tight. It definitely will be tight. I don't think it'll be quite as open as last week's game against Bowes. Derry's defence play as well as they have plays as well as they have been playing. I, I would fancy Derry. I think Derry's got a big result in them somewhere, and it could kick start them. I really do because they've, they've had no luck at all over this last few weeks. So I th- I'm going to go a goal between them and Derry, maybe to to nick it two one. Right, well, I wouldn't be, wouldn't be far off that sort of prediction myself. I think you're right. I think it's just all about defensively. If they can keep it tight, they have the players. They all are in. They do it. Um, Don Dog obviously have Daniel Kelly. They've Pat Hoobin coming on or not coming on. They have Daryl Horgan back. Yeah. Uh, be all because done really well against Rovers. So like, I am, and you're not far wrong with that. But I'm going to go an absolute cagey. Uh, one 0 victory to Derry, and not happy for us both trying to read an intro. We're not, we're not allowed to read it until final whistle. Uh, but I you love your crazy victories. You love I, your I, I know I do. You do. Like uh, don't, don't get me wrong. I'd love a four 0 and then write me into it half time. <laughs> but no, I think it's going to be tight. Uh, and I just think whoever's defence holds out best, uh, will nick it. Yeah. And I think just Derry have a wee bit too much going the other end. You're right about patching. Patchin's just really hit the zone. He's been in the zone. He's done it. There was a there was a a bit in the last five minutes. Paddy Kirkin had a fifty fifty, and Patchin ran across right in front of the Judy stand. Slid on, had a laugh. Kirk yes, went out for yes. for one. The Judy stand erupted because they were loving this. And no disrespect, I'm expecting my left back to make a sliding tackle. Yeah. I'm not expecting my number ten to make a sliding tackle. So I was more impressed at Patchin's. He made up the ground. Exactly. He made up the ground. Stop him getting out. So I was, I was impressed with that. So now, if you can keep him going, back at his old club too. So now, look, and I think Derry one 0 and uh, maybe we'll get more league predictions up at some stage. Like you know what I mean? Uh, we're giving we're giving Collins a a, a way back in. Ah, right. We're not getting the right. He'll enjoy that. Well, listen, folks, that's us for another week. As I say, Mister Collins allegedly will be back next week. God only knows. I'm not doing my goodbyes again. I don't know. Last no, week exactly. I'm still here. No, 100%. There are no goodbyes. That's, that's shocking. <laughs> I feel like one of those guys driving around on, tra- on transfer deadline day trying to find a club. I'm trying to find a club. Or oh, 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 outside. Harry <laughs> Redmond. You can't get on. Uh, so no, I think it's uh, maybe Donald Trump has destroyed Simon. He's not allowed back. But hopefully, as I say, we'll have him for next week and we'll see what the story is. But thanks for listening, folks. We'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast jingle. And any City fans out there with anything they want to ask us, they can email us simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or myself, kevin.mcgohan at dairyjournal.com. Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at Dairy Journal and on Instagram at dairyjournal underscore. 
Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat as we follow the fortunes of Derry City Football Club.